This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com. Best and brightest. So, at least for the moment, it has, and it really has, come to this. What is the worst Trump story of the day? Not, is there a bad Trump story? And not, is it bad? Not, is it injurious? Not, is it harmful? But how many of them are there? And which among them is most serious? Uh, think of it as a review, a reverse beauty contest, if you know what I mean. And I think you do. Very tossed. I am Jay Severin. You are the best and brightest. Together we are the Blaze Radio Network. 1-888-900-3393. 1-888-900-3393. Just as a warning. And, and, and Jenny, darling, I'm speaking to you. And but to you personally and symbolically to our cohort. If you're in a particularly or relatively fragile state of mind for any reason, but if the the prospect of Hillary Clinton becoming president and all that goes with it is enough to trigger an episode for you, you know, trigger depression or hives or any of the symptoms they list at night with all these pills that they sell, which I don't know if you've noticed, always include symptoms worse than that for which you're taking the medication, including exactly that for which you're taking the medication. So, for instance, if it's fear of heart failure, the uh, the, uh, uh, side effects included... For this, for the heart failure medication, side effects included uh, anal bleeding, um, blindness, hearing loss, uh, total disability, and heart failure. Okay. Well, anyway, if we're in that, if we're in that area, and I, I don't mean physically, because Jenny, for instance, is just a baby, but. You know what I'm trying to say, right? It's not necessarily, we're not starting out today with necessarily the best news you've ever heard. And it's not a particular thing, though it includes particular things. It is 
the answer is really the question, what is the worst Trump story of the day? And every time I mention that, it is, uh, it, it, it is as uh, the famous English writer said, a blow upon a bruise. A blow upon a bruise. Like, ow, oh, ow, not right there. Ow. What is the worst Trump story of the day? That's the question and the answer. I mean, it is it is coming to that. Now, I realize this has been true only for, what, four or five days? But that can seem like an eternity, and it can leave a mark. Ooh, that's going to hurt tomorrow. That's going to be orange tomorrow. Ooh, that's going to leave a mark. It's all fun and games until someone loses an eye, and then it's just fun. Well, we're, we're getting to the fun part of the campaign. What is the worst Trump story of the day? I have two candidates. You may have another, or you may have, for me, what you regard as justifiably angry words or corrective words and say to me, hey, Jay, would you shut up with the observations of stories that are not in our favor? I'm sorry, I can't do that. Right up front, so you know, I can't do that. Uh, My job is to observe what your fellow citizens are observing. Now, your reaction to it is different, smarter than your fellow citizens, but we are exposed to roughly the same information, not the same amount of information. You are exposed to a great deal, the quantity and quality of information Ipso facto, you're listening to this show. The quality and quantity of information that you seek and find is far superior to that of your fellow citizens. But for anyone seeking it minimally or assiduously, the information, the impressions, the stories, the major stories are the major stories are the major stories. And now we're we're, we're finishing... A week, not necessarily a calendar week, but a week which has seemed eternal of the worst Trump story of the day is ding, 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 ding. Okay, so I have two candidates for your consideration today, and you may have another or you may wish to say, hey, Jay, would you shut up? Would you talk to us more about the reproductive habits of the sub-Saharan guinea fowl or something like that, that's okay too. one 3393 What, you think I like seeing, hearing, observing, discussing, being reminded of information, stories, accusations, allegations, insinuations that Hillary Clinton, it all add up to Hillary Clinton, a Hillary Clinton presidency? You think I like this? Please. Shoot me. I mean, relieve me. I mean, rhetorically, shoot me. And the rhetorical equivalent of shooting me is call me. Change the subject. one 888 Twitter is, as I believe you know, at J-A-Y, then the little underscore doohickey, S-E-V-E-R-I-N. 
What is the worst Trump story of the day? Well, the worst Trump story of the day is that I am asking you, what's the worst Trump story of the day? That's the answer. That ought not be our question. That that is a question is the answer. The worst Trump story of the day is that that's the lead story in every form of media right now. They can't wait. They can't wait to outdo each other. Now, look, those those are motives. We know they enjoy it because with few exceptions, they are not for Trump. With few exceptions, and they're all on Fox, they're against Trump. But you see, the information is the information is the information. The facts are the facts are the facts. And even if they're only allegations, there, there's, you, you know, you know by now, as I know from a lifetime of practice in this area, th- there is very little difference in the heat of battle between the appearance of wrong and wrong. And we're now falling into, not have fallen into, but we are falling into, we are in danger of falling into substantially. This rut of, they can't wait for the top of each hour so the media can come on and say, what's the worst Trump story of the day? This is no way to run a railroad. Well, I mean, it's it's how they run the Italian railroads, but it's not how the Swiss want, run railroads, and the Swiss get you there on time. And considering these stakes, we need to get there on time, and we need to know, if you'll forgive me, what time it is. This is Jay Severin, Severin. on the Blaze Radio Network. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com. Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network. Okay, best and brightest, that we are at a point, and one hopes desperately, at least this one does, that we're at that point only temporarily, that this is merely a horrid mirage. But we are at the point momentarily that I wince to turn on the TV and the radio and the computer. Well, I never turn them off, but whenever I pay attention uh, in, in, those, in those 18 hours a day, 18 to 20 hours a day, I, I, I'm beginning to wince like a puppy uh, struck too many times or a, a dog struck too many times with a rolled up newspaper 
as a puppy because whenever you take out the newspaper and the puppy is now six years old, the puppy winces when the puppy sees, when the doggy, you know, sees or hears a newspaper. Well, I'm beginning to go, I'm beginning to like wince, like, don't, don't hit me. Whenever I, I, I just look at the media and I know it's only been a few days, but we are, you, 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 I mean, this is not a debate, this part. There's no debate. It's inarguable. We, we are at a point right now in this campaign that's the lowest, it's the nadir for Trump. And it is, what's the worst Trump story of the day? And again, other, other shows would not be saying this because they haven't the ability to look forward. I'm using our look down radar here. To look forward, a week, week, Trump can certainly survive, whether that's good or bad news to you, he can certainly survive the last week. What he cannot survive are several weeks, like the last week or so. Okay, what is the worst Trump story of the day? Again, understanding, or I put to you, this is arguable, I mean, to a degree, that is the story of the day. Forget what the story is. The story of the day is the category. What's the worst Trump story of the day? Okay, that is. That's the answer. Okay? What is the worst Trump story of the day? Now, moving on. Well, there are two. And they are tied. The first one is the rumor. And it's, what do you call a rumor that's going to happen? A prognostication? Do you call it? Guru Jay, what do you call it? The uh, My nomination for the worst Trump story, the most injurious Trump story of the day, number one, is the rumor, uh, it's the lead story everywhere, and that is that Newt Gingrich, campaign manager Paul Manafort, Paul Ryan, Mitch McConnell, um, maybe Mike Pence, his VP pick, maybe his wife and children, probably his wife and children, as I understand it, et al., are forming a rump uh, group, an ad hoc. If it were Hillary, it would be an ad hoc Group, but this this would be an ad hoc uh, group, uh, Latin uh, temporary uh, of of temporary construction and use. Uh, an ad ad hoc group is forming to have a Trump intervention. Now, first of all, there is the word. Is intervention ever a good thing? I, I mean, ultimately. I'm sure it's has saved many lives. So ultimately, in in effect, it may be a very, very good thing, like surgery. See, you don't want to hear that about you or someone you love, but if you never heard it, then you won't be hearing long anything. You know what I mean? So surgery is not something you want to hear but it's something that, if necessary, you want someone to tell you you have to do. Intervention is even worse in our culture as a term. If, if, if you're the target of an intervention, 
Well, see, even then I give it my own prejudice by saying target. I mean, I'll stick with that word. If you're the target of an intervention, or one might say, uh, if we were in Big Sur, California, if someone were the host or hostess uh, of an intervention, it may ultimately be good, life-saving good. And it may ultimately indicate to you that you have people around you who love you, though you may or may not ever forgive them for doing this to you. I mean, I, I, I think it's perfectly reasonable that people would never forgive uh, others for this, even if it saved their lives. Such is human existence. But intervention's never good. It's never a good word. As again, ultimately, it can be used five years, ten years later in a sentence where someone says, I wanted to wring everyone's neck, I threatened to kill everyone and hate them forever, but it saved my life. Okay? That's possible. That that's what that's what the host or hostess could be saying about intervention in five or ten years. But you know what you say for the first five or ten months? I'm going to get out of here and I'm going to kill you. Everyone, I'm going to get you all on a bus and I'm going to kill you all. Okay, so intervention is never initially good. I'm asking you to consider when you hear the rumor of all the rumors that you might hear about a candidate, any candidate, the one you're for, the one you're against, doesn't matter. In America, in the national news, when you turn on the TV, radio, and turn on the computer, <clears throat> and you hear blank, it is said, is going to be the target of an intervention by his closest friends, family, and political allies. And if that, if the blank is your name, it's never, ever good news. And it's never, ever neutral or good news to have that story out there. The secondary curse of this is you don't want someone to know that you're the subject of an intervention. It, 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 it's got the whiff of a brutal medical as well as legal uh, implication. It's just brutal. You don't want it. I mean, again, I mean, unless you do. But, I mean, Donald Trump, rumor of the day, number one, is that Donald Trump needs, it is supposed, see, by the very rumor, it is supposed, Donald Trump needs an intervention. And that the people closest to him family, political allies, are so monolithic in their opinion that Donald Trump needs an intervention that they've decided, whatever his reaction, to give him one. This paints the picture of we're starting to talk on the fringes here of a candidate that may be uh, almost disabled in a way. See, candidates who have the wherewithal to be the leader of the free world, to be commander-in-chief, to have the nuclear codes in their wallet, we generally don't like to think of as someone who requires intervention, you know, the I word in any form. Yet the lead story in America today is that Trump is needs and they're trying to plan, his friends and family are trying to plan for an intervention. 
Uh, and the reason why being, of course, the last several days. They feel he is self-destructing. They worry that he doesn't recognize he's self-destructing. He, they are worried that maybe there is something going on here. Paging Dr. Freud, paging Dr. Freud, that maybe he's self-destructing because uh, unconsciously uh, he wants to self-destruct. Because maybe this is more than he bargained for. Maybe he feels he's going to lose. And I think we all believe that rather than be a loser, he'd sooner jump off the Brooklyn Bridge after he sold it to you. Second worst rumor coming. Seven on the Blaze Radio Network. As my uncle told me one day, uh, we were at the beach, and I used to love listening to my uncle and my father uh, discuss things. I I used to eavesdrop or be invited to shut up, but eavesdrop on the periphery until I was a certain age uh, when they talked about politics and life. And uh, I remember once my uncle said, have you noticed, said to my father, have you noticed that when you're a, uh, a, a poor person, you go insane? If you, if you have psychological challenges, if you're poor, you're nuts. If you're poor, you're crazy. If you're poor, you're insane. But if you are of means and you have exactly the same symptoms, then you're uh, suffering from stress. Then you're having uh, an, uh, an, an emotional challenge or, or stress was the big one. So say poor equals crazy, uh, middle class stress for the same thing. If you're a Democrat, you have a strategy session. Rumors of your top family and political people getting together to try to course correct the campaign and to offer you advice on what they think you're doing wrong, what you're doing right, and how you uh, enhance the latter and minimize the former. If you're a Democrat and the mainstream media gets a hold of that, that's called a strategy session. And it, it ain't even news. If it's news, it's in the D block at 48 minutes past the hour. And just before the soft human interest story about a kid who found a wounded duck and nursed it back to health, and now the duck follows him around everywhere. Okay, just before that story, or maybe just after that story in the news wheel, you say, there, there, there is word, not rumors, See, every word you choose here colors this story. If if I'm CNN, I say, there has been word that Democrats may consider holding a major strategy session to 
further ply their advantage. If I'm CNN and I hear this about Trump, the same facts elicit the following headline or uh, uh, lead line in the story. Rumors, not word, rumors are that family and friends are forcing upon Donald Trump an intervention. Intervention. Because everything is imploding. An intervention. So it's a little, little different. Bear in mind. You know, I'll report. You decide. Okay. That's that may be the good news. I mean, that that's Trump rumor story, sorry, Trump story uh, A. I'm not going to call it number one because I don't know if it's one or two. But again, under the inauspicious banner of what's the worst Trump story of the day, which is where we are today uh, for the fourth, sixth, whatever it is, day, that's, that's A. Here's B. And... Uh, Mercifully, I think we could do it uh, much, much quicker. This one's uglier. This one's way more lethal. But it can be stated uh, more quickly. Also, this was, and by the way, what I'm about to say to you was hinted at vaguely by one network I know of, one national source, as of about 6 o'clock this morning, Eastern Time. It is now uh, adjacent to, adjunct to, part of the lead story, which is uh, Trump's story of intervention. Okay, that they're going with that as the lead, and the secondary story, which is now secondary but mentioned by everybody, is there is also a rumor... And many people are saying unconfirmed as of yet. There is also a rumor that Reince Priebus, Paul Ryan, and other top Republicans are meeting secretly with top campaign attorneys to review the rules for what happens if Trump drops out or whether he could be removed as the candidate. Now, this vicious, lethal, it could be true. If it's true, it makes it no less vicious nor lethal. But this vicious, lethal to a campaign, to a candidate, rumor, has not only been reported, it has already evolved. I watched it evolve from 6 o'clock this morning to 3 o'clock Eastern Time this afternoon when we went on the air. And already there's a wrinkle in the story. And that is, we can now report that they have checked the rules and the rules say that Donald Trump cannot be removed. Now, they didn't check shite. You think John Roberts at Fox News went and did this legal research? You think Fox News did the legal research? No, this is the same source that's leaking to them 
the intervention rumor and the same source that's leaking to them the uh, Trump may drop out or be removed. Top GOP leaders still hoping they can dump Trump. Whatever source and sources is leaking that to the mainstream media are the same ones that then leaked next. Well, we've checked and we can't remove him. But you see, the ugly brilliance of that devolution of the story is it's aimed at Donald Trump and his closest people. They're trying to get this to a point. Look, you know, the Democrats play for keeps, baby. I've played against them for 30 years. And I'm telling you, there's no one more vicious, nobody more vicious, because they are playing for your money. See, overall, Republicans are want to be left alone. You know, we want power so that we can diffuse it. We want power so that we can spread it around or give it back to the people. We want power so we can give it back to the states. Any real Republican, you could call call him or her what you wish, conservative, Republican, libertarian, whatever. Those of us on one side of the fence want power, not for power's sake. We want power so we can instantly squash it. We want power so we can give it away. We want power so we can give it back to the states and the people. That's not what Democrats want. Democrats and those who vote Democrat want your money. They want your stuff. We're talking about the most enormous welfare infrastructure that has ever existed in the history of humankind which is the United States United States government circa 2016. That's what they're fighting for. They recognize what they're fighting for. They're fighting for money, yours. They're, they're fighting for, you know, they're farmers. And you know what they grow? Government. They, they, they don't want fewer laws passed next year. They want hundreds of laws passed next year, all of them regulatory, all of them restrictive, all of them killing free enterprise. All of, you know, the economy, the government is right where the Democrats want it right now. They want a permanent underclass reliant on government. They want people who get out of bed and say, thank for the love of the sweet infant Jesus, thank you for the federal government. What would I do without the federal government? And everything they try to touch or do or aspire to has to do with transforming what used to be the private sector into the government sphere. They know exactly what they're fighting for. They're fighting for the trillions of dollars in what is essentially really Honestly, really honestly, welfare. This is money. It's the redistribution of income. It's the number one principle socialist uh, operating principle. They're taking, it's the Robin Hood principle. They, at least that's how they see it. They see themselves as noble. They see themselves as robbing from the rich, giving to the poor. No, what they're really doing is robbing from the middle class, which they have pretty much destroyed. Uh, I'm I'm happy to appear as a witness on behalf of this case if anyone wants to call me. They have destroyed the middle class. Uh, 
in order to grow an enormous, reliant, dependent class. And they know, and Democrat voters don't, they're not, Democrat voters are not voting for Hillary. Some are, but what they're mostly voting for is the first of the month when they get those checks from various government agencies. They're voting for your money, your stuff. They know what they're fighting for, and you can you can immediately uh, give yourself the equivalent in your mind's eye of a wounded grizzly bear mother protecting her two cubs. That's exactly how friendly the Democrats are when they practice public service. Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network. This is the Jay Severin Show. This just in, there are suspicious rumors that Hillary Clinton, see, we're not the only ones about whom there are rumors. There are rumors that Hillary Clinton has the, what is it? It's new, so I have to look. Oh, it's the, she, she, she has the Dika virus. She's been bitten by a different kind of mosquito. And this one leaves you with a normal-sized head. And an enormous ass. Okay, what's the worst Trump story of the day? The intervention rumor? Or GOP leaders are still trying to figure out, I mean, feverishly, right now, today, trying to figure out how to dump Trump or what to do if he's removed, which in a way is even more vicious than the basic rumor. The basic rumor is they want to dump Trump. What may be more vicious still is the insinuation by this leaker, by this source, that, oh, we don't have to dump him. He's going to quit. Because the insinuation is, you know, he's part of this conspiracy to win it for Hillary. He never wanted to win. I'm telling you, these people, see the Godfather? Remember Solozzo? He's very good with a knife. Then again, you remember what happens to Solozzo. Bob from the Commonwealth. Is this Murph by chance? Jay? Sir? You there? Yeah. I am. I am. Excellent. 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 So it it was fortuitous that you had the the, uh, prescience. Brilliance. Brilliance to use the intervention word because uh, this morning I, I woke up and I was trying to figure out what what did I feel like having to vote either for Hillary or Trump and I came up with a great analogy <clears throat> I'd like to try it out on you but first of all did, did you get my tweet about the solution for your vertigo I did. You sent it yesterday. No, no, a while back. A while back. It it it, it dawned on me that 
Well, are, you know what? No one wants want. to hear this, but thank you. And I've, it's not that okay. I don't want to talk about it. It's just that okay. no one, you're, right. you're sweet. To, thank you. You're sweet to mention it. Okay. No one else cares. Okay. And, the, and by the okay. way, the fact so, is there is no cure. There, there are two recognized right. experts in the world in this. They both are at Harvard Medical School. I have consulted them both, uh, one principally over the last 15 years. There is no known okay. cure. In fact, it's well, not even yet. It's not even yet recognized uh, by the AMA. It's not even in journals yet. Okay. Well, anyway, we'll we'll get we'll we'll deal with that on, on another occasion. Well, what uh, I've just said but, to you is a fact. I mean, you 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 may no, believe no, no. otherwise, but I as a matter of my, fact, my solution. Well, well it's, a, it's a solution. solution. If the problem does not exist, according to the American Medical Association, if it is not recognized to exist by doctors, yet you have a solution, forgive me if I'm just slightly doubtful, because I, I'm, okay. I think it probably involves garlic, uh, women no, in odd-shaped no, no. hats, and throwing no, the bones no. of small crushed animals. No, but we, I'll, I'll, I'll email you a, 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 the, the, my Please idea. send it again. Happy but, to look. Okay. All right. So let, let me get back to the... the we don't have time. We don't have time because you oh. choose to lead with my disability. But I'll tell you what. If you'll hold, I'll lavish you with time after the break. This is Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network. Best and brightest. So it's come to this. What is the worst Trump story of the day? Now, you know what? Forget the answer. You already have the answer. If I woke you up from a Rip Van Winkle-like nap, and you said, what, what, how long have I been asleep? And I said to you, a year. A year. All right. It's August. What's happening in the presidential race? And I said, well, today's lead stories are kind of tied for number one. It's either Trump is a sick man or Trump is dropping out or being removed as the candidate. What do you think that indicates to you as to how the campaign is doing? Excelsior! Best and brightest, welcome back. Jay Severin with you on the Blaze Radio Network. Uh, and hold on, I have to just put, can I put this? How do I do this? I can put this on hold for a second. I'm trying to mention, uh, I'm sorry to respond to a progressive. Um, my response to this disgusting tweet, which one is that? Hold on. Oh, it wasn't my response. I actually originated it, AL Progressive. It wasn't my response. I, I wrote it. Uh, it. The one I wrote is, this just in from my medical department. 
Hillary, victim of Botica virus, leaves patient with normal-sized, though bobble, head, but enormous ass. Um, and and, and uh, progressive writes, my response to this disgusting, is it disgusting? I hope so, is all the proof I need as to your, which is spelled U-R, your class, intelligence level, and morals. <laughs> AL Progressive, if this is a picture of you, you would never test my morals, number one. Uh, number two, if you only knew, if you only knew the half of it, really, if I could just tell you half of it. Anyway, all right. Um, now I want to go back, but I'm not going to burden you with that. Um the theme today is what's the worst Trump story of the day, and our particulars really isn't. It's a trick question. I mean, it's really not which is the worst story. It is that that is the story. The question, what's the worst Trump story of the day, that that is the question, that that is the story, is really the answer and, and really shows you either Trump knows more than all of us about this or... He's rolling the dice. I, I just I just don't know at this point. If you ask Trump, I suspect he would say the last several days have not been a disaster. Or that to the degree that they may have been less than ideal, they are less than ideal because of media bias against him, not because of anything he did. If he believes those things, I don't think he can win. And... You know, that troubles me. Bob, are you still there? I certainly am. Bob, the floor so, is yours. Thank you. So, okay, so my proposition is that we haven't had competent leadership in this country since probably Bush won. And that we have been, we as Americans, have been drinking profusely for the last, what's it been, 20 years. And we, and I don't think I'm, I'm going off the, you know, off the deep end here and saying that we're now finding ourselves waking up in our own vomit. We are so, we are so S-faced and, and drunk, alcoholic, to beat the bands, we are sitting in our own vomit, and we have a choice. We can either continue to drink, which is Hillary, we vote Hillary, or... And by drinking, by the way, we, let's point out, we're not talking about a Margot 58. We're talking about uh, nail polish pooch. remover, mouthwash, and sterno. <laughs> yeah. That's right. We can either continue to drink and be drunk and drink ourselves to death, which is voting for Hillary, or we can take a chance and we know that Trump is going to do some stupid stuff. We know that he's going to have to have a lot of help and uh, control from the House and demonstrations from his friends as well as his foes and keep him in line to do the right thing. But we have the choice of... Being, continue being drunk, which is death, 
or taking a chance on Trump. And that's the way I think we have a choice today. And I think... I, endo- I, endorse, I endorse your view. I have said, yeah. uh, when asked, and even when not, as you might imagine, I've said the way I view this, you know, and then because uh, when I'm asked, like it, 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 by friends at home, you know, by family, you know, what, what do you really think? I said, well, first of all, you know, don't do that because what I really think is what I say on the air. Okay, but they're not listening because they have lives and they're not, my family's not listening to my show every day necessarily, right? So I say, yeah, what I really say is what I really say on the air and otherwise, which is I have the choice. I have the same choice as everybody else. I may define it differently, but I define it, Bob, the way you do. I, I, I mean, what, it, it's, a, it's a sibling of what you said. It's the same. It's a twin brother of what you just said in slightly different words, which is I have the choice in, in, in uh, Clinton v. Trump. I have the choice between the guarantee of ruinous, ruinous socialism in this country and the destruction of the fundamental principles derivative of our constitution guaranteed or in Trump I take a chance that he could turn out to be better now I know that that's a very slender window of operations there but um, again it's the certainty of an anti-constitutional uh, Obamunism in this country, guaranteed, or a 50%, 40%, 30%, but, you know, a player's chance of, of us doing more often the right thing than the wrong thing, exactly I'll, I'll via the things, exactly the, th- I'll, I'll yield in a moment, via exactly the things you've stated, which is the outside influences on Trump. Everyone could say, oh, he'll never be influenced. You know, baloney, he will. He'll be influenced by the people he has to work with every day, to some degree. I hope not to a great degree, but to some degree that keeps us out of war and keeps him sane. He will be influenced by, you know, his closest advisors, who I think will be really smart people. Go ahead. So I'll go further. And that is, we did this to ourselves. We, the American people, got ourselves so drunk on, on bad leadership and made the process of running for public office so grotesque that only somebody like Trump would be willing to run for public office. And I think we, that's well said. it is our fault. I would add this. Uh, I don't think it's a challenge. I just think it's a supplement. Uh, I would add to what you said. We made, uh, we made it vaudeville. We, as you say, we made it a grotesque caricature of what being and running for president once was uh, not long ago, just in our father's time, and go back to the beginning of the republic all the way up to our father's time. It's now become a grotesque caricature, a vaudevillian, grotesque, gruesome caricature of that. And what we've done is essentially, uh, out of the words of my then 12-year-old little girl, 
we've turned it into twerking. You know, we've turned it into the Grammys. We've turned it into, uh, you know, uh, uh, the, the rapper of the day. We've turned it into grotesque popular culture. And the separation between what one needs to be a good president of the United States and what is on display that will work in a campaign are the same thing as the Olympic. They have as much in common as the Olympic events of the discus throw and sailing. Jay Severin. On the Blaze Radio Network. Jay Severin. Best and brightest, Jay Severin with you on the blaze. one 3393 I've been keeping up with our Legion uh, foreign audience partners. So in uh, Samoan, our number is Tasi Valu. Valu, Valu, Iva, Selo, Selo, Tolu, Tolu, Iva, Tolu. Hope you got that. In uh, Hindi, of course, Ek, Ot, 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 Na, Shunya, Shunya, Teen, Teen, Na, Teen. In Hungarian, that would be Idai, Noits, 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 kilas, zero, zero, harem, harem, kilas, harem. What am I missing here? Oh, in binary code. For our listeners in binary codia, this would be triple zero one, one triple zero, one triple zero, one triple zero, one double zero one, four zeros, four zeros. Double zero double one double zero double one one double zero one double zero double one. In Mandarin, E ba ba ba. J o ling ling san san J o san. In Estonian, and yes, I'm doing this uh, in ascending order of audience size. In Estonia, Estonia, when you're walking down the street. Estonia when you're trying to buy some meat. Estonia when you're driving in your car. Okay. Uh, in Estonia. Ukska hurka kashika kashika nol nol kolm kolm yushika kolm. And uh, finally, in uh, Australian and Kiwi. One. Triple eight nine double zero double three nine three. And uh, finally, in uh, English, as I say, it was in ascending order of audience size. <laughs> One triple eight nine hundred three three nine three. Um, 
As to the second of the two bad Trump rumors today, the first is they're planning an inter Newt Gingrich, uh, his own campaign manager, his children, his wife, according to the rumor, are planning to get Trump in a room and say, man, you are screwing the pooch. That's the rumor. I don't know anything about it. It's uh, All I know is the rumor. And what's important to me almost isn't really whether it's true. What's important to me is that's what's being reported. So that is what's true to 90% of Americans. It's what's being said in the mainstream media. This will always be there. People will be saying to you a day before Election Day and a year after Election Day, irrespective of the outcome, they'll be saying, yeah, but remember that time when they had to do an intervention? It's there. It's a stain. It's red wine on your carpet. It's there. And so that's that. The second rumor of the day is that the RNC is trying to remove Trump or, and again, this is the most, the more and most vicious of all the rumors, is that we're trying to figure out what to do if Trump drops out. That's the most lethal rumor of all. That's like at work, if they if the guy who wants your job or the promotion spreads the rumor that you that you drink or take drugs or uh, something, you know those things are bad, but they can be fixed, even if they were true. I mean, they could be fixed. But if the guy who wants the promotion instead of you spreads the rumor that you've got pancreatic cancer. That can't be fixed. It's red wine on the couch. Okay. Um, As to the second rumor, it is correspondingly reported that Rince Pubis uh, et al. reportedly are, quote, furious, quote, furious at Trump's refusal to endorse Paul Ryan, Speaker of the House. He's in a primary. And Trump very publicly, very noisily, issued a statement yesterday saying, you know, this is a challenging time for our country, and we need very, very strong leadership. And for that reason, I just, I can't right now endorse Paul Ryan. I'm just not there yet. When you consider it, it is an outrageous thing to say. Now, it is Trump's, I'm not really being critical, honestly. I'm just saying that in the lexicon and in the, ow, sorry, in the lexicon and in the tradition of what we're talking about here, the, the failure, just the absence to put it in appearance to uh, endorse the Speaker of the House of your party is unheard of. But to go ahead and make an appearance to condemn him and not endorse him, well, that's unprecedented. You can decide whether it's good or bad. I don't know. As I admitted yesterday, there are some things I ought to know whether are good or bad, meaning 
not on a moral scale, on uh, an electoral scale. Is this going to help or hurt Trump get elected? Do you know that's one of the things I just don't know as of today? I don't know if the appearance of Trump saying he refuses to endorse the Republican Speaker of the House is going to make a lot of people walk away from him or stay home or whatever, or whether out of 10 people, six of them are going to say, good for him. He refuses to play ball with the usual suspects. I like it. I like it. I don't know. I don't know. I I just, as of this moment, don't know. But apparently the Republican insiders are absolutely furious with Trump because he refused to endorse Paul Ryan and John McCain in their primaries. Wouldn't it be something, I don't expect this to happen, wouldn't it be something if one of them, or if there's a God, both of them lost in their primaries? Can you, and again, I really, not being coy here, I don't expect it to happen. I would love it to happen. I don't expect it to happen. Can you imagine if John McCain lost his primary and Paul Ryan did too, and both were attributed uh, as a product of exit polls to the fact that they were on Trump's side, not their side? Also today, Mike Pence broke with Trump mildly and endorsed Ryan. Will Trump say anything? Jay Severin, the Blaze Radio Network. This is Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network. I guess my partners, what I'm saying is morale must be a little low among, well, again, I'll go back to Severin Doctrine, the bullseye. Wherever you are on that bullseye, however close to the center you are of that bullseye. What the center of the bullseye is Trump and his family. Or you could argue, really, the center of that bullseye is the Constitution of the United States and you and me. But wherever you are on that bullseye, I'd say that among Trump supporters, whether they are ardent Trump fans or whether they are the most reluctant possible Trump fans who are... It's excruciating for them, and they're gritting their teeth and saying, I'll vote for him because it's better than Hillary. You know, Uh, wherever you are on the bullseye, if you are on the Trump side of the ledger, however critically, however reluctantly, morale is pretty low right now. And if it's not, if 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 you are among Trump voters... Supporters is probably too strong a term. If you are among inevitable Trump voters and you your morale is good right now, it just means you don't understand media and politics because there's every reason for your morale to be low right now. 
I mean, it's starting to turn into almost a feeding frenzy when the top two stories of the day are both vicious, lethal rumors about your candidate and his prospects and of the most um, awful kind. As I say, if you're if if someone at work. We watched a little bit of. uh, What is it? Bad bosses, ugly bosses, terrible bosses, horrible bosses. A little bit of that last night. And, you know, if you've got someone at work who is spreading rumors about you that, you know, you drink or that you fool around or that you, uh, you know, gamble, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're a gambling addict or whatever, you know, all those things can be fixed. But if they spread the rumor that you have pancreatic cancer, that's that's what, in the end, you know, the boss says, well, you know, I, I, mean, I, I don't know if it's true. I can't really ask him. And I mean, I can't just say, well, how's your health, Jay? You know, I, I, I mean, I, I, I could, I suppose, but I'm not going to. And I and, I, and so I'm just going to give it to the other guy because, I mean, geez, if he's got cancer, that's bad. OK, well, you know, this is the equivalent in the media when the two biggest stories of the day are story number one, you have pancreatic cancer. Story number two, no, you don't. You have liver cancer. I'm sorry. I know these are these are fugly words. I'm but I'm these are the political equivalent of what's happening here. So if morale is a little low, I understand. In fact, there, there there's a there's a in case the first two, you know, in case the first two rumors don't satisfy. Uh, don't satisfy your most, uh, your ugliest secret longings here for uh, gruesomeness. Uh, there's a third, and that is that Trump's campaign manager, Paul Manafort, is, quote, on the verge of quitting, end quote, because, uh, quote, he cannot get. Donald Trump to listen to him about anything he says, end quote. Now, the thing is, again, that's the great mystery here. It's what makes this stuff so fascinating. Is that a bad thing? I mean, this will probably come back to haunt me, and I sure hope it doesn't, because I could use some good luck right now, uh, to tell you the truth. But, uh, I don't deserve any luck if I'm not candid with you all the time. And I have known, I don't know Paul Manafort. I've met him. Uh, I know well, pretty well, one of his partners, at least a former partner. And in the mix of things, in the Reagan White House, 80s, 90s, everybody knew each other, everybody. And, and, and I, and, uh, uh, I've known of Paul Manafort, who he is, what he does, and a lot of stuff about him for 25 years. I have never been, let me say this, get this, isn't this pretty nice and skillful and diplomatic? I have never known, no, i withdraw. Uh, I have never been sufficiently informed as to Paul Manafort's particular talents 
that I have ever been able to form a great impression of him. Wow, that's good. You should put me over at the State Department to make, (laughs) you know, I should represent some politician. Wouldn't that be a good idea? I ought to think about that as a living. The truth of the matter, the bottom line is, I I, I don't, Paul Manafort uh, has never been one of those guys that if you gave me sodium pentothal and said, you know, if they're not going to hire, or if somebody you care about is going to hire somebody, make a recommendation. Paul Manafort would not be at the top of my list. And I may have just told the utter truth. I may not know enough. You know, Paul Manafort, if he hears this, it gets back to him, he may say, Jay's right. He's never known enough to know what I do. He's stupid. He doesn't know enough to know what I do, so he's never been able to appreciate me. That's a possibility. But I've never known enough to be able to appreciate him. So there's that. But he's the campaign manager. And that's, I mean, it is what it is. And again, the rumor that he is considering quitting is maybe worse than his quitting. I mean this. Now, this is not a dig at Paul Manafort, but I mean, in the end, if you add this all up, would would Paul Manafort's absence from the campaign in the next 95 days harm the Trump campaign as much as his hanging around for the next three weeks with a rumor every day that he's quitting because Trump is a moron, a political moron, and then and then quitting or being fired three weeks from now. This is what they talk about. When you look up in the encyclopedia, well, no, no one, <laughs> forgive me, no one looks up anything in the encyclopedia anymore, do they? But once when, back in the old dark ages when we used to look up things in the encyclopedia, because that's what I was told by my parents. You want to know? I'll give you exactly enough information as you know to find it in a dictionary or an encyclopedia. <laughs> Go look it up and come back and tell me what it means. Okay, in the dark ages when we used to do that, uh, this is what they meant by cutting your losses. Now, if this rumor was given birth today and dies tomorrow, then it's not a big factor. But if we're here together, what's this, Wednesday? Dave's today Wednesday? It's Wednesday. Thank you, Dave. We're here. It's Wednesday. If on Friday, and most particularly if during the weekend, anybody repeats in the national media, if the rumor that 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 uh, Paul Manafort is quitting because Trump won't listen to anything he says, if that rumor persists during the weekend, and I were advising Donald Trump or Paul, I would say, Paul, you have to quit. For your sake, you have to quit. And for Trump's sake, you have to quit. Because I don't know where the rumor is coming from, but the continued rumor that the campaign manager, again, doesn't matter that it's you. It doesn't matter what the campaign manager's name is. Just the continued rumor that a campaign manager for a national campaign is quitting because his client 
will not take any advice. When that client, it's not like the client knows politics. The candidate doesn't know politics, which again, maybe if he's not listening, maybe the best thing Trump is doing is not listening. Although, as we sit here today, it ain't. This is Jay Febron on the Blaze Radio Network. This is the Jay Severin Show on the Blaze Radio Network. You are my partners, the best and brightest. Diana, from my adopted uh, second home state of Colorado. And you'll know because I don't say Colorado. Uh, welcome. Hi, Jay. How are you doing? Well, thank you. Um, I'm just calling to say I'm changing kind of the subject. I think all the noise about Hillary and Trump is just a smoke cloud for Obama. He's doing all this stuff behind her back while we're making so much noise with the presidential debate. Um, he passed a to law. To what end? To, to what what? end? He passed to what a bill. end? Which, what, I'm sorry? What do you mean? I well, mean, so passed... let's, let's concede that that's what he's doing. What's, what's his motive? What's he trying to do? Um, martial law, emergency of state, he passed a bill that states, and it's passed bill, that he can take anyone's property or properties in America. It's a passed bill. And then you hop onto the site of the bank card, and it says on the chip is how he's going to do it. And he's going after the rich. And the government has been building FEMA camps. We have 800 plus. We have 30,000 guillotines, and we have 3.3 Muslims brought over to America. If he's going well, to, and then if Diana, to, look, yes. look, 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 what time it's gotten to be, Diana. I want to thank you for the call. I I have an appointment back on planet Earth, and 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 so I'm sorry to to have to end this. I was learning so much, but. Um, uh, Call me again from one of the camps because we'd like to, you know, get that up on the satellite grid. And uh, I assume you're listening to the show today either on uh, iHeartRadio or via your fillings. But in any case, uh, thank you for the call. Uh, Best and brightest one with some notable exceptions. Uh, One influential factor. And we'll discuss this more tomorrow, but I want you, please, if you would, I ask you to think about this. What's influencing what we're seeing? What's influencing what we're seeing? It's blood in the water. They wouldn't dare do this to Trump unless they thought him weak. Why are they thinking him weak? Why does the media, in searching for a story, don't forget it's the doldrums. The doldrums. Don't know what it is? Look it up. Doldrums. This is the doldrums of the news business. Things are changing, but they haven't changed so much that this ain't the doldrums. It's the doldrums. It's August. 
And this is a storm. This is meteorological activity on the equivalent scale of a gale compared to what it's going to be like in the last two weeks of August, because that's when everybody in media is on vacation. I, I'll be here, but everybody in media is on vacation, and the, and the news reflects it, believe me, because everyone else, everyone they cover is on vacation, too, in August, and especially in the last two-plus weeks of August. Uh, but Why? Why do they smell blood in the water suddenly? Because they're looking desperately for stories. I don't know that this story could have appeared a month earlier or a month later. Why? Why now? Why, Why do they smell blood in the water with Trump? Well, I would ask you to consider this. Guru Jay asks you to consider one influential factor in terms of momentary media coverage I mean, as of today, and correspondingly, the morale of Trump voters and the general impression as to whether he can win is that this campaign bears little or no, actually no resemblance to any national campaign ever before conducted, with all of which I am well acquainted, some of them intimately acquainted, some of them I wrote the commercials. I mean, I uh, so, and as as you are, you 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 know what commercials look. I'm sorry, you know what campaigns look and sound like for president. You you are the. You are the kind of folk that pays attention generally and particularly to campaigns and candidates. And I think most of us here have since the 80s, 70s, in my case, the late 60s. I am intimately acquainted with all of the strategy, strategists uh, and, 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 and commercials and all that stuff uh, of presidential campaigns. But... There has never been a campaign like this, and we don't know how to judge it, therefore. More tomorrow. Love you. Thank you. The Jay Severin Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network.